What was I saying before I start talking about simps? Welcome to Love It or Weave It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weeps. I'm Annie, and sorry we missed Mother's Day, but I think the best anime mom is probably Kyoko Honda from Fruits Basket. R.I.P. I'm Jeff, and I think the best anime mom is Rose Quartz from Steven Universe. If you're new to the podcast, each week we watch the first three episodes of a new anime and cast our votes to love it or weeb it. If we don't like the show, we stop watching and weeb it to its own devices. But if we love it, we commit to do a full review of the show once it's complete. Today, we're sampling the first three episodes of Wave Listen to Me, which is available subbed on Funimation now, and not on Hulu, which is weird because most Funimation titles are also on Hulu, but Mm -hmm. not this one. So normally this is where we would check in on other anime we're watching, but um, we're both boring and haven't had time to watch other anime. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to dive right into the background on this series. So it's based on a manga from Hiroaki Samura and has been running since 2014. Uh, there are six volumes out, which tells you roughly the length of the series. The French edition of the manga has the title Born to be on Air, which I think is a better title. Wave Listen to Me is kind of like, okay, weird. Anyway, yeah. and the author is also known for Blade of the Immortal, which ran from 1993 to 2012. And I don't know anything about that, enough, except for the fact that it is famous enough for me to have heard about it. But I don't know anything else about it. And the anime is from Studio Sunrise, which is, they are known for a million things, basically. The thing that I mainly know them for is like foundational mecha stuff, like Gundam, mm-hmm. Escaflone, Kogias, Tiger and Bunny. Uh, and But they've also done lots of stuff that's not giant mech stuff. They've done Cowboy Bebop, Inuyasha, Gintama, Love Live. They're extremely prolific to the point that they have several different studios. Uh, if you look on the Wikipedia page, you can see like a breakdown of the several different studios and the different series that each one is responsible for. So, you know, I'm sure you could look into this series and figure out which one of those sub studios <laughs> is the one working on this. And I don't know, maybe recognize a better pattern there, but they are a powerhouse and they've done, they've done a million different things. And the series composition is done by Shoji Yonemura, who did the series composition for Parasite, which was a really good show and written fairly well. Oh, I liked that. So did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Wow. And you watched anime. Must have been wild times. Yeah. Can you in- imagine? <laughs> All right, so what is Wave Listen to Me about, Annie? That's a really good question, Jeff. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> so it's about uh, this woman, Minare Koda, who gets drunk one night, as she tends to do. And she like complains a lot about an ex to this stranger at like a bar or restaurant. And then she finds... Same. Yeah. <laughs> And then she hears herself on the radio the next morning because he like recorded it and put it on the radio where he works. And then she like rushes in and is like trying to kind of repair the damage live on air. And then everyone's like, wow, you have such an interesting radio voice. And so now she's going to be on the radio, I guess, is her whole thing. It's a wild story, wild premise. She's crazy. And I kind of love her. And that's, <laughs> that's my summary. And this series doesn't really in these first episodes have any major spoilers uh it's all kind of foundational stuff nothing in these episodes is really a spoiler because the show starts off with an in media race like mm-hmm. premise it shows you further along in her career which is more established and yeah. so like we haven't even gotten there yeah we're, we're way away from that so it's not even supposed to be like will she will she succeed or not like you, you've seen her you know mm-hmm. presumably at her prime 
from yes. the very opening moments of the show. So we're not going to break this out into spoilers. I'm most curious. I guess you kind of tipped your hat a little bit. I really <laughs> watching this had no, I was like, Annie's either going to love this series or hate it. Like I have no idea. Uh-huh. Okay. So here's where I'm at. I, for 2.1 episodes, loved it. And then I was just okay with it. When it got to episode three, it kind of like fell off for me. Hmm. Like, did you dislike it for that last 0.9 of an episode or was it just like average? There was just like one moment in the beginning of episode three. I think it was the beginning of episode three that really off put me. It was like the comments about like the restaurant owner. Yeah. They got a little homophobic up in here. Yeah. (laughs) I did did want to address those moments, that moment. So for, I was like really into, um... You know, she's great um, for the most part. Uh, I think she's incredibly funny. Uh, her, her character is really like fun to watch, and like sh- her random outbursts are also fun. Like it's a little, it's not unplausible. Like I do know people who can talk on and on without breaking and without stumbling over their words. But so it was just like really fun to watch her and be a, a chaotic mess in the world. <laughs> Although it was kind of aggravating seeing her be so eloquent and. Because, like, the thing that's so appealing about her speak on the radio that, you know, she gives this drunken rant and then comes to um, correct it live on air. And they're so impressed by her because even as she's, like, rushing and thrown into this chaos, she is, she, what do they praise? She doesn't stutter or stumble on her words. Yeah, and exactly. And the podcaster, I was like, oh, man, I wish I had that talent. Because yeah. thankfully, Annie's the only one who has to listen to this unedited aside from me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a lot worse when it's unedited. We we mumbling and stumbling up in here. But yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, the premise also, I did. I really enjoyed how she addressed the, there's like, oh, yeah, come work at radio. She's like, aren't you like competing with streaming stations? Like, this is a local radio channel. What's the, what's the most that's going to come out of this? I thought that was fun. But overall, she's the only character I care about. Everyone else is just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. She she is very fun and frenetic. I think the the show does a really good job of capturing the, basically capturing her energy on air. Like the premise that's been described is that she is so frenetic and, you know, like not chaotic, but like it's like kind of stream of consciousness and so lively that even through an audio medium, it is really compelling. And I feel like the, the anime does a really good job of capturing that feel. Mm-hmm. And it has these... um imaginative uh basically like hypothetical sequences that she's imagining and they they don't hit 100 percent of the time there was one especially in episode two that like was just confusing and i was like what is the point of this like mm-hmm. it went on like she told an elaborate story about the the owner of the restaurant where she works at the game of the show mm-hmm. and it's unclear if it's a real story or not and it's like okay it's it's done she made this she told the story and then later it becomes relevant again. It's like, so it was true. Oh, but then it wasn't true. It, that that whole sequence with the restaurant owner and like the curry master and the grandson like made no sense to me. But yeah, aside from that, the the imaginative asides are interesting and fun and remind me a lot of Azokin. Yes, but more to the point usually. Yeah. Okay. So when we start the show in the very first episode, it um it opens up with her standing facing a bear and like reading like questions she is socially distanced she is more than six feet away yes she's 15 something meters uh, feet meters maybe, I don't no, the thing is meters yeah god I wish I could know but um <laughs> it was meters I remember checking like wait is 15 meters more or less than six feet until it's I was more. like yes of course it is it's each meter is roughly three feet so <laughs> anyways so she's socially distancing from a bear in the opening scene that we see and like reading questions that people had written into her while like staring at a bear. And I was Same. 
Like, it was a fun intro, but I was so confused, and I thought I had clicked the wrong episode. <laughs> so I went back, I stopped it, and I went back, and I clicked one again, episode one again, and it went back to the bear fight scene, and I'm like, something's wrong. And then, <laughs> so I, 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 like, kept trying to, like, figure out why it was, like, linking to the wrong episode, and I'm like, oh, no, that's just the episode. Yeah, that opening scene I thought was very interesting because I definitely got the wrong impression from it at first. I didn't think it was the wrong episode and tried to click out of the two different episodes several times. All right. Because I have a brain. But Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought that it was supposed to be. So what's actually going on is that she is, it's a silly, basically stupid premise that she is so, like that like her talk show that we don't, you know, this is in media race. This is like way down the road. We don't even see in these first three episodes aside from this opening scene is her, I guess, like answering questions live on air, but is like told with this weird dramatic flair where she's doing crazy things like fighting a bear while she's answering questions. And they like add sound effects of the bear and stuff to make it seem like she's fighting a bear. And that's a really bizarre concept. But what I thought it was initially, because the way we see it is you're just, you know, lavishly animated. We see her facing down a bear. And until, you know, like as the sequence goes on, you see what's going on. You see the producers and the sound mixer guy and the stuff. And it's like, okay, now you know what's going on. But for the first couple of moments, you're, it's supposed to be confusing and weird. And I thought what was going on was that she was someone who wanted to be on the radio. And so she was rehearsing in a forest and a bear just stumbled on her. Yeah. And so she's like pretending like she's on the radio while just practicing in a forest and like, oh no, this bear is here. So I was, I was very confused, but I guess that's the point. You're supposed to be like, what's going on? And piece it yeah. together as they show the studio and show what's going on. But it just, it was confusing. It was actually cool. I think if you didn't... uh <laughs> If there weren't some valid reasons to suspect mistakes in Funimation's tech platforms, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just leave it at that. Don't mean to hate, but love you, funny. But also, why isn't this on Hulu? Um, <laughs> it was okay. So it was confusing for me because I'm, I guess, a dummy. And then like, it was kind of cool though, and it was like animated well. Oh yeah. And the fighting the bear, I was like, wait, this shit's lit. Like, what's going on? Yeah, like some of the. Um, Oh man, the the wait, hold on, I'm pushing up my glasses. The uh-huh. Sakuga. Nope, <laughs> I'm sick of this. We're leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm walking away. I, I'm renaming the podcast to Sakuga or Weebit. <sighs> okay, I'm back. The Sakuga Continue. with Sugoi. That's it. I'm hanging up this girl. <laughs> We're done talking about it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Oh wait, I guess goodbye. Actually, you're using goodbye. Anyways, um. <laughs> I did find, um, you know, I really relatable, which mm-hmm. I guess is like her whole appeal for being on the radio is like she's like yelling about how her ex scammed her into giving him a bunch of money and then like left. I'm curious to hear the details about like what did that? That is what I'm more interested in, honestly, is like what happened with that guy who we get a cut to, I think, in the end of episode one. I was I think you mean episode two. Episode two. Because I did skip back to that a couple times to be like. Like when I watch episode two, I assume that would be explained in episode three and it mm-hmm. wasn't. So then I was yeah. just confused and I was like, what? Because it's a very confusing shot and it like yes. has no context. It's just like the episode ends basically wrapped up and then there's just like a cut to a different person okay, in there's a what lot I thought was her apartment building. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't remember, I didn't compare the exteriors because they do show the exterior for a second, but the interior of the apartment that he was in looked similar and then in episode three there's a bit with a person who this is 
I think it's funny, the, the gag where she, she like comments on the first episode about how she, even though she gets blackout drunk all the time, she's just the kind of blackout drunk that neatly puts aside her shoes when she walks into the apartment and neatly gets into bed. Mm-hmm. And then in episode three, it's revealed that, no, she isn't. She passes out uh, basically like in the apartment of the person on the first floor of the building, mm-hmm. like forces her way in and passes out there. And yeah. then he basically carries her up and <laughs> puts her shoes neatly aside. Which that was a funny reveal, but yeah, m- minor spoiler. A little bit, fairly creepy. Yeah, um, he's the only person whose voice I recognize. Oh boy, uh, he's played by. Uh, oh, say you sidebar time. Uh, he's played by uh, Koki Uchiyama, who you may know as um, Meruem from Hunter Hunter. In if you didn't watch Hunter Hunter, um, he's uh, Skishima from Haikyuu. And so anyway. If you- if you um, don't know him, <laughs> I'm going to set you on fire. That's basically it. Uh, but yeah, I thought that that, I was unclear if that was supposed to be the same guy, but I don't think so. I don't think that was the guy in episode No, it's two. a different guy. It's a different yeah. guy for sure. Because yeah, I didn't recognize the, the other guy's voice actor. I only recognized oh, this one. Boy. Okay, oh, listen. But that guy, that, that scene in episode two makes no sense. It's just like, we just see a guy staying in an apartment, looking at a photo of himself and a different girl that we've never seen before and then like blood spills onto the photo and then it and at first i was like oh is this the like stupid anime trope of a guy who just gets a nosebleed when he sees a hot girl mm-hmm. but then it like shows his face and there's blood on the ceiling not in his nose so i'm just like what and there's like blood spreading on the ceiling so oh <gasps> oh what i yes, think i got it what is it? How? What was the scene before that? Was it just supposed to be showing that like she collapsed on the floor above and was bleeding through the floor? Um, is she bleeding? I don't know. Like, but that's what it, I thought it was someone on a lower floor because the apartment interior looked similar. So I was like, oh, is this someone on a different floor of the same apartment building? And that's the same person that is. Um, that's not the same person who like carries her up, is it? You just said it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is. No, but I think because she's on the third floor, I thought so that would make sense. It might be the person on the second floor. Yeah. Not the person on the first floor. Okay, but and then he did... was like praying or something with the beads, and then wait, was he what? There was a scene when he like had beads and was like saying some shit, and I don't know what he was saying, and then like it looked like blood or something dripped into his water cup. What? Do you not remember that? No, I'm so confused. Okay, this series is we're not explaining it very well because it's very confusing. There's like a like a weird scene where it's that same guy who had the picture. I'm trying yeah, to look wait, it up. So I'm, I'm checking now, and the the scene before the one I was talking about the picture. The scene immediately before that has nothing to do with it. It's like her in the middle of the day at a at a festival. So like okay, so she was at the festival in the scene before that. So so when is this bead blood thing? Okay, so it was after the nosebleed one. So is this like a recurring mystery? Yeah, where's that? Wait, when's the nosebleed one? What's the timestamp on this? We're gonna figure this shit oh, out. That's at the end of episode two. Very last scene of episode two. Like post credits or no? Right, right before post credits. Right before the ending song. Wait, let let's just. This is not good content. This is terrible content. Um, it's the podcast. Terrible content. We can look it up later. Okay, wait. No, that is that guy. He just doesn't say anything. Okay, so the guy who carries her up the stairs is the guy with the nosebleeds. Oh. Not the guy. I was thinking of the the flash to... But it's not a nosebleed. It's not a nosebleed. It's blood coming from the ceiling. Yeah, but I thought it was... We thought it was a nosebleed. Also, by the end of episode three, she leaves the apartment building. So I'm like, is this a recurring mystery? 
the apartment is not relevant anymore to the story. Here's the thing. So that it's important, my say sidebar, that it's uh, Koki Ishiyama because he is one of, there's only two voice actors that like I recognize out of the cast that have like, like they're bigger voice actors and like the main cast um, are not played by like very big voice actors. So I'm assuming mm. that these ones will come up more because they're more famous. Or is it more likely that they don't come up again because they are famous and are- Because they were so famous? Right, that they're just there for a cameo. Well, I don't think so with that guy who carried her up the stairs. Like he's going to pop up again. I know it. But well, I was, okay. I hope so. If they This blood from the ceiling thing has never been mentioned so far. Reveal. Yes. Okay. So there was that scene, not at the end of episode two, but um, maybe it was like the post-credit scene in episode one, but it was, I think it was her ex who they cut to, it was like him with another girl. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, talking about uh, Fukuoka, how funny. And it's your name. Yeah. So what? Like, where are we going to see that or not? We're already on episode three. Wait, I thought that was clear. That was just like, oh, the ex is getting in, in trouble with his new girl. No, I, I don't think... Story. I thought she was just like, oh, haha, how funny. No, Maybe. I think he's going to come up again. Maybe. His name's Mitsuo, right? If you say so. Well, she yelled it at the end, like, Mitsuo, I'm going to kill you, even if it... <laughs> I liked how much this show... I mean, not to brag about being this opera or anything, but, like, this... It felt like it, it really felt like Hokkaido, and, like, it, I thought it was interesting the way they're talking about it. It's both a big local city, but it's also not, like, the city. It's not like, you know, like being on a uh, Tokyo radio station probably don't carry a lot more weight, but they're like, yeah. okay, this is a local station. It's just broadcasting to Fukuoka. Sorry, it's just broadcasting to Hokkaido. So it's like not that big of a deal, but like it's still kind of a big deal. It's still like the biggest city in Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. And it really captures that like not middle of the road, but basically like it's a big city for a less populous place vibe. I've never been, so I wouldn't know. But okay, so do you care about any other characters other than uh, main girl, Minare? Um... I so looking at the list of characters, I wrote down like some of the most notable ones. Like mm-hmm. I think her her coworker at the restaurant we're supposed to care about, and I never really did even before the whole. So up until that that scene in episode three that we were talking about before with the gay panic stuff, mm-hmm. I think he I never liked how his stick was like wanting to date her and her, her rejecting him and him still passionately wanting to date her. Mm-hmm. Just don't like that vibe. Uh, so I didn't really care about him, and then the scene happened. I guess we should just talk about it now. Basically, it doesn't even, the way it's brought up doesn't even make sense. Oh, are we talking about the homophobia now? Yeah, it just seems stupid how it's brought <laughs> up. Like, they're yeah. talking, so this is after she, she has like a tenuous relationship with the restaurant because she like, he's being late to work. She storms out of the restaurant in the middle of her shift to go to the radio station in episode one. And I think at that point, it's basically like fired kind of, but like still has to work at the festival later that month. Yeah, so she's a bad employee, kind of. And and so she like doesn't love the manager of the restaurant and her coworker, his name I can't ever remember. Uh Nakahara. All right. Well Nakahara. Um, he's a simp and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, seen that word a lot. I don't know what it means. Oh, it's like you like put a woman on a pedestal, kind of. So much so that like you make yourself I don't know. You're a simp, Jeff. <laughs> Just, um. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm a simp for... <laughs> I love this. There was, like, a tweet. Someone's like, my dad texted me this, and it says, I'm a simp for mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, um, so what was I saying before I start talking about simps? Oh, you're saying that he's a simp for her. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a simp for her, for sure, because he'll do anything for her no matter what, even though she, like, treats him like garbage, and I don't love that. But anyways, so they're just talking about the 
manager and then he's like oh why do you have a bad relationship with the manager no, she's like no no it's not that it's like he says why why does he treat you badly which like i th- thought would be like totally fair because she's mean to him like yeah like why are you, why is he rude to you and like she could have just been like yeah because i'm a I'm awful to him. But no, her answer was because he's gay, obviously. And it's like, what yeah. the, what the. <laughs> and, like, and then not only was it like, he's mean because he's gay, it's he's mean because he's gay. And do you notice that he assaults every man he meets? <laughs> okay, it wasn't, I mean, it was basically like the, the, the restaurant is famous enough for there to be a bunch of, I don't know if they're celebrities or like local celebrities, but like photos. Yeah. With people, and she was like, "When it's a woman, it's like he just poses with her. But when it's a man, he always touches their ass in the photo." And it's like, Ugh. and then, that's and then gross. the coworker is like, "Oh, that's why he touches my ass in the in the kitchen." kitchen. And it's like, Ugh. yes, <laughs> it's like, and what? It doesn't make stupid. any sense. And I was so up until that point, I was like, "Wow, she's really funny." Um, she just kind of says whatever is on her mind. Love her, and then she just said some dumb shit and i was like oh i don't know if i'll love her anymore i mean yeah so it, it's stupid on me like it makes first of all like the scenario is misogynistic and stupid mm-hmm. it's homophobic and stupid and her being on board and expressing that homophobia makes her unlikable uh and even in the course of the discussion like talking about her and her relationship with the co-worker Taka, uh, nakahara and stuff it's like you like when you're describing him as a simp and stuff and it's like she's fun but he is just like bland, you know, like mirror to reflect her fun aspects. And yeah. So then it's like in all these relationships, it's like she's the only fun thing. So then when mm-hmm. she expresses these like overtly homophobic things, it's like, mm, okay, this soured pretty quickly. Yeah. Like if there were a bunch of other characters that were all fun and one mm-hmm. of them sits like problematic, it's easy to be like, okay, but like that's just them. But instead it's like, oh, the only thing that's compelling about the show is being an asshole right now and not in a fun way, but in a gross way. Upsetting way. Yeah. yeah. Like the only we finally got um in episode three, we finally got to talk to a character that I also started to like um Mizuho, her like roommate now, who like yeah. saves her basically from living in a storage closet. <laughs> and she works at the radio station. Um so she is a sweetheart and I yeah, adore her. I'm intrigued by her. Like their yeah. their relationship, like they're just like watching them drink together was fun. Yes. Okay. So that was actually a moment that I really enjoyed and I was interested into seeing how this is gonna like reflect on Minare because uh she was they were drinking together and she had like three sips and Minare was like acting like a little wild and like asking uh Mizuho all these questions and Mizuho's like, Hey, you're just like acting drunk right now huh like she just called her out and she's like yeah sorry (laughs) and she's like calm down and i want i and for me i'm just like okay so how much of her drinking and like acting like that is an act like how much that we've seen so far is her just like acting drunk or acting just out of pocket or whatever (laughs) i mean but we do know that she like was actually blackout drunk like she actually has gaps in her memory for the the main inciting incident which i guess we should also mention the elephant in the room about like the whole thing is founded on this premise that like he with i guess it's with her consent while drunk which like Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't that's not good that's a bad (laughs) sentence (laughs) I, i don't know i don't know the legal ramifications of that you know in like a workplace setting but i assume that like if you get someone to sign a contract or a verbal agreement while they're drunk that it's not binding. Yeah. And that, like, that would be, like... They even mention that. What does he... He says, um... Or, like, the other guy who works in the station is like, you think that'll hold up in court? And he's like, uh... It's evidence. 
And also, you just have to fool the idiot. And I was like, okay. Well, see, that confused me because it's like, okay, you just have to fool the idiot. Okay, like that makes sense. Like all you have to do is convince her that it's legally binding. But then he mm-hmm. says his evidence. And I was like, wait, so it, if it's evidence, then that, 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 like those two statements seem to contradict each other. And I was like, wait, so I guess he meant it's evidence to convince her, not evidence like in court. Probably. I can't. I can't tell. But um, yeah, I was just wondering like how much of her like getting drunk and yelling at people in the day to day is like what happened what happened to this woman that she has to act like this all the time oh wow so you see a strong female character and you ask what happened to her so that's all women are to you huh just the buildup of trauma like that's all that i mean when they're blackout getting blackout drunk all the time yes wow oh my god wow (laughs) (laughs) she's like she like self-identifies as like an obnoxious drunk and i was like so you see you have a problem (laughs) Yeah. What are we going to do about that? (laughs) I do wonder how this does not, to me, read like a narrative that's going to get serious about that. It reads like a narrative where it's like, that's the punchline. That's the fun. Like, that's what people come to the series for is to watch her be an asshole to everyone, kind of. Yeah. I'm like really hoping that it doesn't just go with like the vibe that it's given right now. And because in the, there was a post credit scene in episode three that says like a new character shakes things up. Um, and like I'm hoping that uh, she like grows up a little mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stops acting foolish and treating people like garbage. Like as funny as it is sometimes, it's like learn to mature and maybe by giving advice to others, she will <laughs> <laughs> she will give advice to herself. Because in the um, uh, in the first scene, the confusing bear fight, she ends up like putting in her own feelings into the broadcast and like the radio manager guy whose name I can't remember. He says like, "Hey, you always end up putting your own." feelings into this i guess it's fine i, I like how the sound mixer is just fresh by he's like i have to do more work for this like i prepared the sound of a bear but now i have to pretend to have the sound of like a bear being attacked so i have to use a dog or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, oh i love him yeah that's fun also he's a snack but he's a snack oh do you want to know who his voice actor is? oh boy <laughs> <laughs> well do you I, I just sorry i just got blackout drunk and woke up in the seo sidebar fine. here we are again we're in the seo sidebar it's fine if you don't want to know <laughs> cool i won't be offended uh it's the same voice uh, same voice actor who plays uh ida in my hero academia so okay there you go that's all i wanted from life you know like i woke up this morning and i was like what's the voice actor of ida from my hero academia doing hmm. he's also in wave listen to me and now i know yeah wow i wave listened to him when I watched the show that we're talking about. So, what else did we talk about with the show? <laughs> um, what did you think of the opening and ending? Uh, opening was fine. Oh, that's pretty good. It was cute. I like, I like the animation. Just like showing the sights of Sapporo. Yeah. Maybe nostalgic. That's great for you, Mr. Traveler. <laughs> um, <laughs> the opening was fine. Nothing really got me hyped. Nothing too much to think about for me. The ending was also fine. These are just like, they're not bad. They're not good. They're just fine. Yeah, I think the ending is like a nice chill vibe. Like it, uh, mm-hmm. it's just chill. It's chill. So wow. the, I guess like the way I'm thinking, to describe where I'm leaning with the show, it's kind of like, um, a little bit trepidatious and hesitant, worried, worrying about like how much of it, I guess we should actually describe that like, we've been talking about her being like fun and abrasive and loud and mean to people and stuff, but like, she's not always like that. It's not like a one note, like her character feels like it has depth, you know, like she, mm-hmm. um, one thing I wrote down that I really liked about her initial, like the initial impression of her is that she, you might think just hearing how we described her that her initial job working as a waiter in a restaurant that she would just be like loud and rude to customers but she's not the thing she gets in trouble with the owner of the restaurant for 
is that she like gives out too many behind the scenes details of the food. And I was yeah. like, this is great. Like, I forget, like, the, it's like something that they ask a question about like, the atmosphere of the restaurant and she like gives like a deep dive on like the, like the name and branding of the restaurant and stuff. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, we want to do in our calculations. We had this battle plan to, <laughs> to make the restaurant like this because it'll attract more like female patrons or something. All right. And then the manager's like, no, we came up with this image. Just say the image. Just say, just give off this vibe. Don't talk about like why we, why we established that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was cool and cute and like i've definitely you know i've, I've, I've had those moments mm-hmm. <laughs> wanting to you know just to like give people as much information as possible to be as helpful as possible <laughs> and not knowing like where the line is to be like okay all they need to know is this one thing like mm-hmm. don't tell them any more than they need to know yeah well okay another thing that is they don't really address again is she was like writing blog posts about stuff mm-hmm. for the restaurant and i want to know more about that like What's up with that? Is she a writer? Does she have dreams to be a writer and a storyteller? And is that why radio is what's going to work out for her? Yeah. See, like initially when she comes into the restaurant, like the way that's introduced is she comes to the restaurant and the owner is like, you need to board that blog post. I was like, oh, is she a blogger primarily? But I think it's just one of the duties that the owner of the restaurant, you know, pushed off to one of the millennials, you know, just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to update the blog. One of you update the blog. You know how to use computers, Mm -hmm. which is fine. It makes sense. Yeah, and people found her on there after her story. <laughs> that seemed really Im- implausible to me. Right, like they joke about it, but it doesn't really remove the impossibility to joke about it. So after her radio appearance, people leave comments on the blog for the restaurant and send in letters to the radio station being like, oh, I recognize that voice. It's blank from blank restaurant. And they're like, wait, people know servers' names of the restaurant? Like, that's impossible. Yeah. But And also, someone had like a video of her like running out of the restaurant. And I was like, who? <laughs> Yeah, like who's like, just randomly recording? That's not something that you uh, like. Okay, once she's made, once she's making a scene, you can start recording that. But it's like, yeah, she ran out. It took a couple seconds. Like you would have already been recording before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't think. Okay, so final verdict is I'm gonna weep it because I don't even want to keep watching it anymore. <laughs> oh wow, it left that much of a. It soured you that much when? Yeah, hmm. it did. I just I have a very low tolerance for um, things that upset me. I guess. <laughs> I like if there's yeah. nothing else to watch, maybe I'll keep going. But like, I have my next life as a villainess. Like, I don't need this. Because <laughs> hmm. I, I think it was really fun. I think it does have potential to keep being really fun. But I'll check in later with like how things go. But I don't hmm. really care at this moment in time. Like, it was a struggle for me after like that scene in episode three. I like paused it and I was like, I don't know if I want to finish this. <laughs> Mm. yeah like i think the you know she didn't say stuff that was frustrating and homophobic and stuff like i think it would be tough for a show that like entirely revolves around the charisma of a single character Mm -hmm. and so i think that even naturally without a blunder like that would start to fade yeah so that's why i'm hesitant to like have confidence like okay it's it's a single misstep should definitely keep watching uh so i'm already hesitant on that front Mm -hmm. um i also like one of the big things that like gave me pause while watching these three episodes is like this character is really fun she has tons of charisma she like is a fun spunky role model like she role model well i mean she's she's just she's not your typical like gross anime woman mm-hmm. as portrayed by a man who you know is either 
concocting their idea of what a perfect woman is or, you know, selling to the gross otakus what their idea of a perfect woman is. Yeah. Like it is very, she's very fun in that regard. Like, and it, it, you know, resists the typical notions of what a woman can be as represented in the anime bubble. But the thing that really gives me pause it's published in a seinen magazine, the manga is. Um, but also, like, I don't know, seinen doesn't... Seinen is, like, as much as, like, manga demographics mean anything, seinen poly is the most nebulous in terms of not meaning much because it's basically just a catch-all bucket for anything that's not a more specific demographic. For kids. Um, but, like, part of me does wonder or worry if this is, like, you know, actually meant to appeal to men to be like, oh, man, like, if it's actually trying to objectify her as a like object of affection for men. And I well, don't know. I mean, in the first episode, there's like a close-up hold on her ass in her underwear. Yeah, I was gonna I was getting the gif for Twitter of her attacking the bear. I was like, oh my god, do you really have to like highlight her butt as she's doing that attack? Like mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then when she like wakes up from being blackout drunk, she's completely naked except for her underwear and like it's just let's hold right on her butt for a little while couldn't have been anything else just right there (sighs) so those moments were upsetting but i was like you know what she's fun enough i'm gonna keep watching and then she upset me um (laughs) and i can't go back but like i guess in the back of my head i was just wondering all the time like is she fun in a way that is manufactured to sell to men that want a woman to yell at them you know (laughs) like i don't know i don't know if that's like a thing that otakus want you know like Mm. but i kind of was worrying that it was like i was worrying that she the things that i think of as fun original about her are actually like a type of fetishization i don't know if that's Mm. the case or not but it felt like Um, it could maybe for me it felt more like it was she was supposed to be very relatable to Mm -hmm. like women um who are like maybe they don't feel like they have everything together so like it appealed to me Uh, (laughs) and so like it kind of felt like she's just like saying her thoughts especially like the rant about her ex and she's just saying all these things about him and like she's just like also all of her things about like oh my horoscope says the the guy i the guy i should marry is gonna like appear uh and then she like sees the guy who's like the sound mixer and then she's like it's him and she like goes off into like her whole little fantasy and then she like snaps back to reality uh which i feel like these were all very like relatable fun things because who doesn't just like meet someone and then immediately go off on like how your lives would be together but (laughs) Uh, but it's also it's also cool to like you know have adult characters and you know, like their their struggles are about you know life as a working adult not yes um high school and they're also mm-hmm. like not right out of college either they're not like in their first year out of college like sing yesterday for me was yes. they're you know, like fully in their working lives and that's cool yeah that was actually the thing that i was most excited for for this series is that it was like they're not in high school it's like someone not in college, like she's done with school. She's just an adult. And um, I guess with that came some weird shit, but <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was into it. I wasn't super, um, I wasn't super compelled. Each episode didn't leave me more compelled to watch the next one. I just like kept going because, well, one, I had to and two, I was like, yeah, I'll see what it's like. But like it doesn't, there's nothing by introducing in the beginning that she succeeds 
I don't really care to watch her journey to get there. <laughs> mm. Like, I know sometimes it's like, oh, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And like, you know, like your shonen protagonist is going to win. Like Deku and my hero is like, I became the greatest hero. But you kind of, you want to see how he gets there because he starts from such like a, like a like an impossible place. But for her, it's like, hey, she becomes a radio personality. Here's the first episode. She's on the radio and everyone loves her. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it's going to be a really short journey. Well, <sighs> Yeah, I, I guess I don't really, even after the, these three episodes, know if, like, is the point of that in Medias Rest moment that she has so far to go to that point? Because, like, at the end of this episode three, she, you know, is basically set up to have a radio show at, what was it, 3.30 a.m., 2.30 a.m.? Yes, 3 in the morning. Yeah, so it's like, okay, she has a radio show, but, like, no one's going to be listening, and clearly the one that she has in that opening sequence is, I, I don't know, a mm-hmm. more prime time slot and yeah. is a bigger deal. But, like, is that the big journey? Or I thought it was actually more like, okay, this is her maybe at episode, like, six or seven. And then, like, the fun of the series, once it gets into its full swing, is seeing her execute on that and, like, maybe grow even higher or something. Um, mm. I don't know which of those two it is. That second one seems more appealing to me because it's, like, that's not a very big height. It's still a local radio show. Like, you know, yeah. even if she has, like, this huge level of fame, it's still, you know, a local Hokkaido radio show. Yeah, and I'm honestly way more interested by like the side characters and like what happened to make her tell these stories, not the stories that she's making up. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll look into if the f- next episodes get into that. But if they don't, why am I going to keep watching? There's nothing holding me here. I'm weaving it. I'm yeah, done with it. I I think I'm, I still haven't said my verdict because like one of the Ooh. things that I think about when like I'm deciding whether like a show is good enough to recommend to everyone is that it's like if someone's not really familiar with anime. The, wow, you're just watching a bunch of kids angle is really mm-hmm. tough to swallow. Yeah. And so, like, at least this has that. Like, at least it doesn't feel like I'm watching a show about, you know, like, 13-year-olds. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so, <sighs> I just don't know if it, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have enough confidence to know that it goes in a great direction. I think it's going to have moments that are fun, moments that are funny. But, like, the show as a whole isn't, like, so exceptional that I'm locking in now to love it so i guess i'm like just short of loving it yeah i was more on board for loving it earlier because it is easier to recommend to people things that aren't about high schoolers yeah i think like if, if we had to make verdicts after episode one i would have been like i'm fully sold this show is great mm-hmm, same but after three episodes it's not getting it's not taking me where i need to go yeah i think yeah i it's it's a hazy future for the series and i'm like i'm a little bit falling off a little bit but i'll We're check back in it. Yeah, it's been weaved. We're weaving it. If nothing else is airing by the end of the season, maybe we'll come back and. <laughs> but if you want to watch it and prove us wrong, uh, the show is available subtitled on Funimation, and uh, Kodansha is putting out the manga in English. The first three volumes are available digitally and physically. Um, they are also, Kodansha is also doing monthly simulpubs of new chapters. So the first three volumes are available digital and physically, and everything after those volumes, so basically chapters 25 through 61, are on Crunchyroll Manga. So Woo. that actually might. I, I, I don't know. I think this is like a fun enough series that I would keep up with in manga form. Yeah, I'd much rather read it, actually. Mm-hmm. So we weeb. Wait, listen to me. But Annie, what's something you don't weeb? Oh, um, you're not going to like my answer. <laughs> you can't say BTS. It's not BTS. But BTS stands for basic. Keep going. The suck. Basic the suck. Basic the suck. <laughs> Horrible. Okay, so there. once upon a time, there is this webtoon, right? It is, uh, I think it's pronounced Itaewon class um but it got turned into a, a drama so it's a korean drama Itaewon class and um excuse me i think you mean k-drama it's a k-drama sorry and i started watching it and it's good 
Why would I hate this? Because <laughs> it um the reason I started watching it is because uh there's like the the bar that the um main character opens up. It's called like Sweet Night, and uh there was a song in the show. That was um, made by a BTS member called Sweet Night, and that's why I'm watching it. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say that, like, oh, it stars some K-pop idol or something, but it, there's a bar in the show that's named after, or just happens to have the same name as a BTS song, and that's why you watched a show? No, okay, so the song is was made for the show oh. by a BTS member, mm. and it's called Sweet Night. Stream Sweet Night on Spotify, Apple Music, stream... <laughs> Stan BTS. Um, but yeah, it's good. Oh boy, I'm going to recommend a <laughs> I knew you'd hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna recommend Shits Creek, which is a Canadian sitcom that Have you recommended this before? No, no. Have we talked about right. it before? Maybe. I don't know. Shits Creek is weird because so I I think it really has blown up in the past year or so. And around that time, right before it kind of blew up everywhere. I was visiting my sibling and they were watching episodes and I was like, I don't really understand the appeal. It just seems weird. It's just like awkward, but not in a way that's like the office where the, the humor is in how awkward everyone is. I just didn't really get the appeal. And but then I checked it out and committed like after, basically after watching an entire season, I was like, okay, it's really good. I really like it. But mm-hmm. And so I've watched most of it. And then recently I've been rewatching some episodes as my boyfriend goes through it. And it's weird because now I'm watching episodes that I've seen for this is now like my third time watching them. And I just enjoy it the more I watch it because it's just like, I think the, the real strength of the show is in like, like the nuances of how the actors perform their lines. And uh, especially the mom, I should have, I should have said Moira Rose is best anime mom. Wow. Oh no. Anyway, <laughs> like the way, the way the mom reads every line is just like, Everything she says is brilliant. Uh, the daughter, Alexis, is also like, there's just like humor in the absurdity of how they all act. Aside from the dad, the dad's the most like, okay, whatever. You're just a guy. But the three other characters are all great, all fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. That's great. So watch um, Itaewon Class and Shit's Creek. <laughs> Two very similar and good. I agree. Watch Shit's Creek and that's it. That's the only show you watch. I'm going to force you to get into this if you like it or not. It's good. It stars... Did you see Parasite? Yeah, we talked about it. It has the same showrunner. The same uh, series composition. No, oh my god. (laughs) I'm going to drown you in the ocean. Um, (laughs) I guess we should have mentioned at that point that we were talking about Parasite with a Y, the anime, not Parasite, the Oscar-winning Korean Mm -hmm. thriller movie? Yes. (laughs) Thriller? Question mark? Um, drama? Drama? Humor? It was great. Comedy? Satire? Uh, I still don't think it's a satire. Anyways. It's not a satire. Also, no. the who were the real parasites, it makes no fucking sense. That's not the... The point. That's not the point. Yeah, I don't... Also, the point I was trying to make <laughs> is that the main uh, the main actor in Ito One Class played the... Had a little cameo in Parasite as, like, the friend who was like, hey, can you tutor this girl Oh, the hot friend? Me? Yeah, the hot friend. Mm. So, hey, he's hot. Please watch this show. <sighs> he is, like, stunning. <laughs> He, he's the one that gave them the rock, right? That gave the son the rock? I think so. Wow. wow. He's gorgeous. His skin, glowing all of the time. <laughs> that, might, that might be makeup. No, it's his beautiful skin. Sounds creepier the more I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Before Annie gets arrested for uh, something, feeling up some K-pop star skin. He's not a K-pop star. He's an actor. Oh, boy. How dare you? Okay. 
So if you want to trash our bad opinions, if you want to yell at us on the radio, no. tag us on Twitter. <laughs> Love it a wee bit. <laughs> I'm also at Jeff and Jeff on Twitter. Oh, and I'm at any other name on Twitter. And if you uh, want to yell at us about how great the podcast is, leave an iTunes rating and review. I mean, you could be mean too. I don't really care. Yeah, you can be as mean as you want. Just it has to be five stars. You know, like that's, I I don't make the rules, but like there's a weird glitch in Apple Podcasts now where like if you do anything less than five stars, it, um, I don't know, like doesn't take the review. Deletes your account. And it also like charges you $5,000. So I've heard it also does that even if you don't leave a review. So you should probably just leave a five-star review just in case, you know, like you can never be sure. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I'm going to bed now. Good night, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) And then bye. Then bye. Next week on Love It or Weep It, we're watching Princess Connect Redive. Oh, no. I'm so excited. (laughs) Can we just, like, skip that one? I'm just mad we're not going to get to the llama girl. Llama girl doesn't show up in episode five. I'm hanging up this call. Anyways, goodbye. Bye. And as we always say, moms like you choose anime. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, so I'm looking at a like ranker.com list, which I don't know how bullshit this website is or not, but it seems to be somewhat crowdsourced and fan voted on, and it's list the best anime moms. And okay, like it has some like I don't know some random person from Naruto. I guess it's probably Naruto's mom, and also Boruto's mom, and like sure Bulma at the top, Alchemist's mom. Mm-hmm. But then it has Sanji's mom from One Piece, who like <laughs> she's barely. She's barely there. Barely there. And the worst offender on the list is Orihime from Bleach. Oh my god. Number 11. It's so like, what the... She's a mom for, like, a page. Like, that's not... That's not a... No. Yeah, I don't know. It's terrible. Oh god, there's a female characters you would marry list. I don't like that. Can you guess who's number one? Female characters you would marry? Mm-hmm. Is it Rem? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? She's not on here. <gasps> They did my girl dirty. Maybe this is old. It does look a little old. It's uh, Asuna from Sword Art Online. Oh my god. Oh boy, of course it is. I've been reliving my uh, K-pop stand days from middle school. (laughs) (laughs) But you never stopped being a K-pop stand. Okay, I took a break of obsessing over it. Mm -hmm. Like, in early college, I stopped obsessing over (laughs) K-pop. And then um, I kind of got into BTS, like a little. I was like, wow, they're pretty good. I like their sound. And then in uh, 2017, I got sad again because of a death in the K-pop community. And then I fell out of being into BTS. And then I just got right back into it this year. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, here I am in my filth. But wow, Girls' Generation, they really paved the way. Like, I know people like to trend, hashtag BTS paved the way. They didn't. That's just not true as much as I love them. Uh, okay, I have an answer. Yes. Okay, good. I'm going to keep telling you about K-pop. Because Girls' Generation, <laughs> they really just like laid the foundation for being popular, uh, just uh, overall. <laughs> and then <laughs> Shiny, the princes of pop, they really... <laughs> They were great. Have you seen all of Free, the latest season? Just the first two seasons, because I'm not an insane person. The last one was bad or something? It's just, there's too many boys. I can't keep up. But <laughs> I, I saw at one point they had like a prequel movie, mm-hmm. and it was like as thirsty for them as a normal show. Okay, not like 
as in elementary thirsty. school. It's different thirsty. <laughs> it's like emotionally thirsty. Mm. Maybe it was more thirsty because I what I saw was like promotional stuff in like a Fujoshi magazine. But probably yeah. Because I don't I don't need to see all that. There's too many boys. I can't keep track of them. I just like the original like five, and then it expanded into like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Okay, so I'll just say mine, you say yours, and then whatever your thing is, and then I'll interrupt you, because whatever you say is not important, and then I'm going to say what I have to say. And that's the podcast. I I really want to stream um, me playing Left 4 Dead 2 more, because wow. I have... Um, the stupidest mods on. Oh boy. <laughs> like I had one that made all of the survivors into the girls from K-On! And then <laughs> all the music, like the, the music, um, whenever you like get to a safe house or like beat the level is all K-On music and then we did the concert level so all of the songs that play when like the horde is coming for you is all the music from K-On <laughs> oh, oh. do we do and, like K-On? no <laughs> so now I changed it so um coach is Dio and <laughs> um <sighs> Rochelle is Diva um the witch is Hatsune Miku <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Uh, who is it? The spitter is Waluigi and the boomer is Wario. <laughs> wait, I, mean, I no, guess those all wait. fit. Jeff, the best one, the best one is that it replaces all of the zombie sounds with um the grunt, like the Tim Allen grunt from Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> um, Intel i7 processor thingy. Everything's uh, i7. Not everything's i7. Some are i5. Oh, okay. Or i9, and I didn't want to pay for that. Um, I have 16 gigabytes of ram terabyte hard drive i7 um, is good because that's um the abbreviation for idler 7 so i'm sick of you hello and welcome to love it or weave it where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone or if it's just for the worst of the weebs i'm annie and sorry we missed mother's day but i think the best anime mom is probably kyoko honda from fruits basket r.i.p oh wow <laughs> I don't know enough Fruits Basket to know much about her, aside from... I, wait, do you? Have you read past where the anime goes? Where the original anime went? Where past the original anime went? Yeah. Like, have well, you read yes, it? No, but season two is getting past it. So have, is there more stuff about her mom that you've seen? It's just the stuff that, like, her mom was loving and great and believes in second chances and basically helped raise her friend, or Toru's oh, yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn, I love her. That crimson butterfly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot how she's a biker gang leader <laughs> as well. Yeah. I thought that was great. So I love her. I'm Jeff, and I think the best anime mom is Rose Quartz from Steven Universe. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst mom. Yeah, she's um, she's very problematic, and it's very uh, the legacy of baggage and trauma that she leaves behind is not great. But that's also like the complexity in there is... I think really interesting and what makes the show Steven Universe so compelling and mm -hmm. multifaceted. Yeah. Also, she's played by um, Susan Egan or Egan. I don't know. Love her. <laughs> she played um, Megara in Hercules. <laughs> My runner up was, mm -hmm. um, what's her name? I don't remember her name. Um, Great. So she's not <laughs> your runner up because you don't care about her. <laughs> oh boy. And now I'm forgetting the, the daughter's name. Oh my God. I haven't watched Steven Universe in a while. I haven't watched the last chunk of Steven Universe future, and so it's been a while. Are you talking about Connie? Connie. Connie's mom, yes. Connie's mom? The doctor? <laughs> I don't actually think she's a great mom, but I saw her on a list of top cartoon moms when I was look when I was researching this, and I think she's really cool because her voice actor is um, one of the dubbing directors from Digimon. And she's, great. She's the voice in season three of Digimon when it says, like, Digivolution. That's okay. Connie's mom. So that's an, important, Lord. that's an important runner-up mom there. Oh, my God. Well, my runner-up is um, the newly announced mother, Kagome. 
who okay let me tell you so in the premise like the, the description of the new inuyasha spinoff it's it says that um inuyasha and kagome's daughter doesn't really remember them because she hasn't been around them for so long. And that concerns me greatly because there's no way in any way, shape, or form Kagome would have just left her child. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Something must have happened. What terrible thing happened to my sweet girl? <sighs> Wait, Jeffrey. All I know about Inuyasha is they scream like Tamahome or something. Is that a person? Jeff, yeah. you've never you've never seen Inuyasha. I've never Inuyasha, no. You've never <clears throat> it just seems intimidating. Also, for a while, I got it confused with Roni Kenshin, which is bad. Is not a problem anymore because I know them <laughs> apart very well now. Thank God. <laughs> oh my God. So you have to watch Inuyasha. It's so good. That was my first anime. Like the tone and pace of the show itself is full of energy and comedy and goes into. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I, I get. So I am breaking out into laughter because Annie just uh, messaged me saying that her roommate is playing ukulele, and I don't think she can say that out loud without correct her roommate potentially hearing her talk about it. I don't hear any of the music though. I don't think okay, Mike's picking it up because I was like, "Oh boy, I'm hanging up this call." Anyways, goodbye. Bye. And as we always say, moms like you choose anime. Jesus, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Bye. I'm leaving. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Itaewon class. What do you think? It- Itaemon? Itaewon? Oh, I'm just being I racist. Think, okay. I just, I, for the, for the love of all that is holy, I cannot pronounce words in Korean. I'm trying oh, yeah, I saw my damn best. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, cause I was like trying to learn because you know what? Why not? Um, That's and- actually the part hmm. of me saw you say that and I was like, ooh, challenge accepted. Should I learn Korean just so I can like Show master that and then rub it in your face? Oh my God, please try. So the alphabet is so easy and it took me like half an hour to get like a basic understanding of how to read Korean. Um, it's like an incredibly like intuitive language to read, but the pronunciation is buck wild for me. It's, <laughs> I just can't do it. I think I'm a dummy. Uh, and like the sentence structure is different than English, which is like to be expected, but it's just like a lot harder for me to wrap my head around. I keep like, <sighs> like it would be cool to learn the basics of Korean, but like I really only find it compelling to study Japanese because it factors into everything else that I would like. I just, mm-hmm. there's just not anything that's like immediately drawing me to like, I need to watch or read this Korean content. Oh, that's, I'm almost exclusively, Oh boy. besides the anime that we watch, I'm almost exclusively consuming content in Korean right now. Oh <laughs> like boy. with all these K-dramas and um, live streams. In your, in your kanime. My kanime. Um, and webtoons that it's further along in the Korean. I want to read it. So I need to. <laughs> Get good. Lower Olympus? No, um, True Beauty. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, also, it would have been really useful to know some Korean when I had a layover in uh, Seoul. And also, I want to actually go to Korea someday. So I would like to be able to ask for directions and not just ask if they speak English. <laughs> well, travel doesn't exist anymore. Hmm? Oh, yeah, travel doesn't exist. There is no more travel. But someday I'd like to go. I'm so sad. Okay, learn... Learn Korean with me. Mm, no, thanks. I'm so behind in Japanese. <laughs> me too. But I do appreciate Japanese a lot more now. <laughs> All the, the pronunciation. I mean, I've actually gotten over like 
I find reading to be, reading is definitely one of the hardest parts of Japanese to, mm-hmm. like, if you were learning in a vacuum, but it's mm-hmm. the easiest aspect of Japanese for me to practice at home on my computer or watching TV. Like, mm-hmm. every other aspect of Japanese is like, well, I have to dedicate time to it, to find other people to talk to, or like, all these things. But like, studying readings, I can do it watching anime, watching TV. Oh, so. I don't care for that. I just want to learn. I just want to be able to talk to people mostly. No, talking is boring. Oh no, that's the only thing I'm. I just want to read manga. Doing. Ugh, so irritating. Yeah. I just want to read webtoons. You are so irritating. I agree. That's why I'm trying to learn Korean. <laughs> to talk to people. No, to read webtoons. <laughs> I'm sorry. Web tuning you off right now. <sighs> okay, I really am going to go watch this. It's on Netflix. So. <laughs> Wait, what? What are we talking about? Itaewon class. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm deleting Annie. Bye. Bye.